This is the Rogan and Rodney podcast. Heard weekdays at noon on AM 570 LA Sports. Stream the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching AM 570 LA Sports or podcast the show on the iHeartRadio app by searching Rogan and Rodney. AM 570, an LA Sports icon. Fred Rogan is here tonight. Decades on your television covering Los Angeles sports. Fred Rogan, huge in Los Angeles. The Dean. I'm the Dean. Fred Rogan. Weekdays before Petros and Money. A USC All American. USC's Rodney Peterson. An NFL quarterback. Absolutely perfectly delivered by Rodney Rodney Pete. It's available on the iHeartRadio app or on am570lasports.com. This is Rogan and Rodney. All right, we continue Fred Rogan and Rodney Pete on AM570 LA Sports. This hour, David Vassay will join the show. Bottom of the hour, and go ahead, you can unload on him. (laughs) You want to sit here and pick apart Dave Roberts? We'll share. You know what we'll do, Rodney? We'll share. We'll share the the listeners' feelings with Dave, Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll see what he has to say about this. He he's with him every day. Yes. You know he's he's embedded. So we'll hear what Dave Vassay has to say about everybody's uh, sentiment today. Which I I don't know what Dave Roberts could be doing, quite frankly, other than what he does. Yeah. Maybe they want him to hit. Maybe they do. You know, there's there's a, always going to be second guessing and calls. And Dave is, you know, Dave is always straight up in this. But in terms of him not being a very good manager, I think it's just ridiculous. You can, you know, game by game, you can, you know, always nitpick stuff. But in terms of him, like I said, not being a very good manager, Dave Roberts can't manage a seven. It's just where's that come from? No, it was a Taco Bell. Taco Bell, wherever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't get it. And by the way, I think he could manage that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, Fred. Can he tell the difference between a chalupa and a gordita? Everybody ooh, can. It may ooh, feel the Freddy. same on the outside from the paper, but they might look similar, but they crunch differently, Fred. And that's the kind of thing I think Dave Roberts would know. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give him credit. You know, maybe we should ask him that the next time he comes on the show. You should. No, I should. Yeah, you I'll should. ask him. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'll probably ask him. Dave, uh, somebody suggested that you manage a Taco Bell, and do you know the difference between these two? Yeah, you, why don't you bring that up? I'll do that. And you know what? That'll be the icebreaker when he comes on. Perfect. So it'll last about the interview, what, 40 seconds? Yeah. I give the over-under about 12. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> All right, let's get rid of this negativity. Put yes. it aside. We need to come together as one and to provide that spirituality. It is time for the Daily Haiku at 2, and we must welcome on Vic the Brick. And Vic, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, Fred. Happy Monday, Vic. Good afternoon, Rodney Pizza. VTB! Executive producer of the Rogan and Rodney Show. Put your hands together. Show the love. It's Kevin Figures back. Yeah, come on now. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And on the ones and the twos and the threes and the fours, you know them, you love them. It's Rodney Fosco. The moo, the chi, <laughs> the energy with VTB. You're telling me. <laughs> it was a... Crazy Sunday. 
starts off with the Clippers going down to the surging Knicks. Then the Dodgers, again, runners in scoring position. Not much. <laughs> Who knew the Lakers would bail out to see a dive with the improbable win over the Suns? The Suns look terrible. Thank you, Anthony Davis, for showing up. 42 and 12. Thank you, AD. And to cap it off, day one of the sumo tournament in Japan. Oh, yeah. My, my man, Waka oh, yeah. Taka Kage. Waka Taka Kage. Waka Taka Kage. He lost in like 10 seconds. With, oh, no. With a thrust. What? Yeah, body thrust. They just, he had no position, got thrust out in about 10 seconds. That was your big pick? Well, he's got 14 more days to come back. Who knew? You're telling me. So it was a bummer all around, but you know what? All this talk with Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts is the sensei. He is the teacher. He is the light. We're the greatest manager in baseball history for the first six years of a career. What Dave, Dave has changed the culture. This is a winning culture. And this is just a funk. Every team goes through a funk. I'm, I am not... I'm concerned, but I'm not freaking out. And I wrote a haiku for the Dodgers today. Oh, that's nice. So this is by yours truly. Oh, Vic, I love it. Oh, oh so this is your own. Self-authored. The Dodger haiku. A blue haiku, if you will. On this haiku Monday, May the 10th. And again, big love to all the mothers out there. Hopefully it was a grand, grand weekend. I loved seeing the mariachi divas performing on the Zoom. They were beautiful. If you had a chance to see them, you know, the female mariachis, they're unbelievable. Actually, they should be out of Dodger Stadium this week. Just planting a seed. All right, Vic. Consider the seed planted. Dodgers. Mushin. No mind. Muga. No ego. Bloom will burst through the gateless gates. No delusions will disturb them. A situational hitting y'all. I'm feeling you. <laughs> Yours truly. Well, we, we might need that again. Uh, well, given what's happened recently, I'm sure we'll get it again. <laughs> Uno mas? <laughs> yes. Oh, you mean right it. now? Oh, yes, okay. right now. All right. Come on, come on, whammy. Yes, baby. Do you anything yes. of that? Dodges. Mushin no mind in other words let's clear their mind Muga no ego there is no ego on this on this squad so they've got the Muga down notice how I'm filling in some of the blanks yes you are the blue will burst through the gateless gates no delusions will disturb them Situational hitting y'all. I'm 
feeling you. Yours truly. Yes, yes, Freddie. Very yeah. solid today, Vic. Thank you for you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. <laughs> they have the off day. They can they can get some clarity. They can get back to the garden. Yes. Let's get back to the garden, y'all. It's lit. Stories lighting up the sports headlines. We know. It's yeah. time to get back to the garden. Gotta get back to the garden. Yeah, we're, we're, we're planting right now. We pulled out our hoe. We're working it. Uh, this is brought to you by Jacob M. Ronnie. You got a problem? He's got a call. He's got the answer. 844-24-JACOB. Accident or injury. Call Jacob and Ronnie. Call Jacob. Well, before the Knicks go back to their garden, they're about here for another night against a L.A. team. They beat the Clippers yesterday. They face the Lakers tomorrow night, and there are reports out of Laker camp that LeBron could be back in the lineup tomorrow. Frank Vogel said earlier today in his media availability that LeBron James did participate in a short, full scrimmage, but he did not provide an update for his status. Adrian Wojnarowski uh, tweeted out that there's a lot of optimism saying that LeBron James' ankle, uh, his on-court work looked pretty good. He was able to cut and jump aggressively over these last couple of days, and his return to the lineup against the Knicks tomorrow is likely, Fred. Well, he's coming back when he's ready. Uh, Anthony Davis said last night after the game that he saw one of his workouts, and he is really ready. So this is great news. No reason to rush now. I mean, it is what it is. Just get ready for the playoffs or the play-in. But uh, it's good news if he's ready to go against the Knicks. And the way AD looked last night, you got to be feeling a lot better about the Lakers, Rodney. Yeah, he just... But the, here's the thing. It's it's consistency, right? It's AD looked great last night, and hopefully now he's feeling better and he's back. But I think it's necessary. I really do. And I know we talked about whether or not just hold him out until the playoffs start, but I think it is necessary if he is. That is, if he's feeling good and feeling as close to 100% as you can get at this point in his career and his season to get him back out there for three or four games before the playoffs start because they do need to play together. This is a ludicrous idea. Oh! They can get him, Vic. I don't care how healthy LeBron is. You don't put Braun in against the most physical team in the league right now, the New York Knickerbockers. They will grind him down. He will re-injure the ankle. You don't want him going up against Drew Randall, Taj Gibson, Noel... Uh, Derek Rose. Uh, the Knicks are a grinding team. You don't put LeBron in against grinders because they'll hurt you. The Knicks will hurt you down low. I don't play LeBron against the Knicks. I hold him off against a squad that's a little, a little weaker, a little less physical. This is a very, very bad idea to play LeBron against the Knickerbockers. I don't care how healthy he is. Because the Knicks are surging. They're taking no prisoners right now. I mean, they out-physical the Clippers, you know, with Kawhi, you know, with Paul George. And they just ground them down. And they'll do that to the, to the Lakers. Not a good idea. I'd rest LeBron one more game. Well, something we kicked around about a week or so, maybe two weeks ago, was the fact that Tim Tebow was mulling. Coming out of retirement from the NFL and maybe jumping on with the team as a tight end, while it was made official earlier today, he has signed a one-year contract to play for the Jacksonville Jaguars as a tight end, linking back up with his former college head coach, 
Urban Meyer. Some say that is pump you up and rah-rah shenanigans hit a little different when you were a third string tight end not playing much i guess rodney you can speak to that more than any of us can i don't know if his uh if his antics if you want to call it that would play itself if he's in a different position in the nfl but nevertheless back in the nfl locker room as a tight end with the jacksonville jaguars here's the thing i i think he there's no question he has worked at it and that's one thing you can you know for a fact that tim tebow is going to work at a particular craft it just so happened that quarterback was not it in the nfl he was a very good quarterback in, in in college but it didn't translate to the nfl and so i'm sure he has been working since urban meyer got that job or was rumored to get that job working at at playing the tight end position um the question and i said this before is that they've got to nip the whole quarterback thing in the bud right now and early that there's no chance of him playing quarterback no chance because if they don't the calls for him playing quarterback in that part of the country where it's Gatorland will be enormous and loud and reverberating in that area if Trevor Lawrence struggles at all and just they'll be just give Tebow a chance just give Tim Tebow a chance Urban Meyer give him a chance so they got to nip that in the butt also, the other issue is if you're already a tight end on that team or you're an up-and-coming tight end on that team, how do you feel about him kind of getting a sweetheart deal to come in and possibly take your spot or take a roster spot from somebody that has been playing tight end their whole career and just kind of on that team? How is that going to sit in the locker room? Well, you got to beat them out. I mean, that's yeah. really what it comes down to. It has to be a clear beat-out, on-the-field beat-out, because if yeah. it's not, it'll be a friction in the locker room. Yeah. They, first, that guy's got to beat him out. The other thing is he can't play quarterback. Nobody should suggest he plays quarterback. Uh, if you want to have any chance, he's not playing quarterback. I don't care how beloved he is in Florida, in Gatorland. It's like the Gator bit your own head off. You can't put him in, and they should say that and just put an end to it. And, and right now, it's, you know, kind of a carnival. Oh, look who's here. Look who's under the big top. It's Tim Tebow, everybody. Get excited. If he can play Rodney, honestly, he should. And if he can't, then he should sit or be put on the practice squad. It's the NFL. I can't, but I guess maybe you've said this in the past. Can't believe somebody that's better than him, they'd cut him. If there was somebody they thought could make a difference and win for them, if they cut that guy to let Tim Tebow sit there, then they deserve everything they get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't the head coach just buy a piece of property right next to Tebow? Did I heard that, Nick. I don't know. That's a love affair. That's a love affair. And this is good for Jacksonville. No one knows from Jacksonville. This team is horrific. To, 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 be it a publicity stunt, they're going to move jerseys. His wisdom on the field is vast. Uh, he can help Trevor Lawrence at quarterback. If I'm Trevor Lawrence, wouldn't you ask, you know, Tebow for some some guidance a little bit? No. I mean, he's won playoff games. No, that'd be the no. no you wouldn't ask him. No, Vic. He won a play. He beat the Steelers. Remember, he beat the Steelers. Oh, for God's sake, Vic. No, Vic, Vic, no. I know it was years ago, but he no. has vast experience. No. I like the move. It's good for Jacksonville. I just, you know, Tebow is so multi-skilled. 
I think we, we we look past that. I mean, talk show host as well. You know, quarterback. Now he's a tight end. What can't you do? <laughs> what can't Tim Tebow do? What Tim Tebow do? What Tim Tebow boo? <laughs> you tell me. I don't know. We can't play quarterback, Vic. That I know. <laughs> but he can give out counsel. Okay. Well, he's not going. He's not being the team chaplain, Vic. He's going to play on the team. That's different. Oh, he's not team chaplain. No, he's. I mean, he probably could be. To be honest with you, I'm pretty much complaining about it. That's what's lighting up the headlines. Kevin's been great. All right. It started with should the Dodgers have been upset about the Angels bunting over the weekend? It turned into Dave Roberts could manage a Taco Bell. David Vassay will join us next, and we'll ask Dave if he thinks Dave Roberts can manage a Taco Bell. Of course. Tell me what you really want, Freddie. Tell me what you really want. I want everybody to win and be happy. That's what I want. I want the Dodgers to come out of this funk. That's what I want, Rob. Yeah, me too. Me too, Fred. You know who really wants it bad too is my man RJ boy. Watching them when he's when he, they're on the road and he's got to watch them play. It's just he is in it to win it and is upset on every single pitch and every single at bat. He is in it. So you're, he's sitting there agonizing. Oh, he's agonizing. He's agonizing with us all. Even more so, because he knows he's in that clubhouse and he knows the feeling and he feels for the guys. He's, you know, then like being there, being a part of it, you can't really do anything to help it. All right. Well, here's a man that can provide us with some help. David Vassay. David, good afternoon to you. Hi, guys. All right, Dave, uh, a couple of things, but let's start with the uh, the infamous bunt on Saturday night where the Angels were down by a ton of runs. Uh, Clayton Kershaw thought it was in poor taste. Dave Roberts called it a bad baseball play. What do you think? Dave Roberts should look at his own hitters for some bad baseball plays lately. Uh, you know, I, I didn't see a problem with it. The Dodgers should just say thank you to Taylor Ward. And by the way, the Dodgers were shifted. So in a 13 nothing game, they're not giving up in that situation. So, you know, why should Taylor yeah. Ward give up? You're down 13 runs. What do you need? You need base runners. So he was just trying to get on base. I didn't think it was the best thing, but it's not like Kershaw had a no-hitter. He had a two-hitter. So I just thought it was a complete overreaction by Dave Roberts and Clayton Kershaw. And honestly, they were wrong. Yeah. I agree. And it was the fifth inning. It wasn't, like you said, it wasn't the eighth inning. Kershaw wasn't on the verge of a no-hitter. Um, it was the fifth. And the Dodgers haven't been playing well. They've been giving up games late in late, late they innings. They gave and, up that game. Yes. They gave up that game. So, yes. you know what? The game wasn't over. So, we've had a number of callers today. Uh, surprisingly, they, they just started this. And one of them said Dave Roberts couldn't manage a Taco Bell. Surprisingly. That's not surprising. Well, they... Yeah, that, but I mean, it started with should the Dodgers have uh, been upset about the bunting, and it turned into that comment. Dave, it, you're with them. You know them. You've covered them for years. Is Dave Roberts, Roberts a good manager? He won the World Series last year, exactly. so he must be doing something right. Exactly. That's what we tried to say. He's what got I mean, into I, division I think titles. He gets too, honestly, Fred. I think he gets too much credit. I think he's gotten too much credit over the last six years, and I feel like 
he's gotten too much of the blame over the last six years. Yeah, and is that product of being in L.A.? I mean, uh, you you get the same thing in probably in in New York and Chicago. Well, really, New York and L.A. Where you know you can't win for the unless you're winning championships, then you can't. As one of our callers said, you couldn't manage a Taco Bell. Yeah, I mean, Dave's not only managing the players or trying to manage the players; he has to manage up as well. He's in a He's in a lot more difficult of a position as a manager these days than what people imagine. But, yeah, if we could just change topics on that, I don't think that's something that needs to be talked about in May. Yeah, and I would agree. It's a long season. Well, let's talk about what's been going on, Dave. You know, when they they jumped out to a 13-0 lead, you're thinking, okay, this is it. Boom, they've broken through. Then, of course, it's 14-11. to The next day they come out and lose again. Uh, What gets them out of this funk? Well, you know what gets out of it, Fred? And I mentioned this after the game yesterday. The Dodgers are phenomenal at getting information, and their hitting coaches are great at filtering that information and making it so the players can digest it. But I saw a very disturbing photo um, taken yesterday in the middle of the game where you got four Dodger players in the dugout looking at an iPad looking at an iPad for the relief pitcher that's coming into the game. Uh, You know, John Wooden always talked about preparation before the game. And you need to be prepared before the game for whatever relief pitchers you may see. It feels like they were just studying to cram for a final exam, uh, similar to what David Vassay used to do in the parking lot at Notre Dame, five minutes before the bell rang. That's what it looked like. And I, I just feel like, Preparation, number one, the night before, before the game. Uh, Preparation as far as put away the iPads. And let's simplify this a little bit. It's great when you're going good and the game is slowed down. But when you're slumping and you're pressing, the game gets sped up. And I've talked to players that have played the game that say that. And they always say they try to simplify things. So, Maybe the Dodger hitters need to simplify things and not digest as much information. And I remember when Mark McGuire was the Dodgers hitting coach, he used to talk about know your strike zone. Maybe just know your strike zone and not worry about the iPad, looking at the pitcher, uh, looking at the charts of what he throws on a 2-2 count. Just simplify it and go back to the basics. And then once you get rolling again, you could build in those, that information. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying, Dave, but sometimes when you're in a funk, that's easy to say and not easy to do because sometimes you're you, the reason why you're probably in that funk is that you are second-guessing yourself. And then you have to say, am I, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? It happens in, in all sports. I mean, there's guys you gotta trust on the, the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, but in the moment, sometimes when you're struggling, that doesn't always work but for you. It's like, I'm not seeing In the anything. moment, you need to react. You don't need to study. You need to react. No. Look at the field. Every sport, of is, every sport, no, Dave. Every sport is looking at changes or looking at iPads or looking at notes during the course of the game. Am I missing something? Am I missing this? Is he doing something different now? Am I doing something different? That is, am I dropping my arm as a pitcher or as a quarterback? Why is my ball safe? There's all kinds of things that you can adjust during the course of the game, and especially when when things are not going your way, you're looking for every single angle. So I'm not I'm not so 
caught up on 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 them you know adjusting or looking at ipads during the game but what i am is body language what do you think about their body language dave yeah well justin turner said it on the instagram live that i did with him last thursday that in years past they knew that if they made a mistake or if the team got ahead early they would find a way to win and he said that the pendulum has swung the other direction during this stretch and especially on this two and eight road trip where they're just waiting for something bad to happen to them. Um, so they've got to find a way to change that mojo, change that vibe. And, yeah, it starts with leadership, and it starts with Dave Roberts. I did love seeing yesterday, and I tweeted it out when I did see it, uh, Kenley Jansen and Blake Trinan holding, I wouldn't say a meeting, but leading a talk with some of these young relievers that gave up that 13 uh, nothing that lead. And that's what you need more of. You need more dialogue between veterans and some of these young guys that are being integrated into this, uh, into this clubhouse. So I, I thought that was encouraging. And, you know, the Dodger bullpen did their job. The bats just did, did not do theirs. I, I, was, yeah. I keep suggesting Sage. I don't want to sound like <laughs> Vic the Brick, but I, I, I am suggesting uh, burning yeah. some Sage like Phil Jackson used to. Absolutely, bringing bring in that live rooster like uh, right? Major League. You got yeah. to you gotta do something to lighten the mood. Yeah, you got to do something instead of like coming in there and there being. I obviously I don't know the vibe in that clubhouse because I haven't been in there for a year and a half. But I can only imagine you know guys walking in there and you know just understanding that they've lost a lot of games. You got to try to find a way to lighten the mood, and that's yeah. where they do miss guys like Kike and Jock. They had that fun-loving type of personality that their teammates described that is needed over the course of 162. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Dave, what, what, what do you make of the the Twitter storm that Trevor Bauer is into now with Dodger fans? And, 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 but I it's, didn't see it's, this. It's what, Trevor what Bauer. Storm? You know, he said he's pissed off. I came here to win, and people taking it the wrong way. It's 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 like yeah, anything. I like that. I think you know, that, I do you too. Know, fans complain when players don't say that, and then when right. they do, they jump all over them. So it's a catch twenty two. I I love hearing that passion, and that's the yep. one thing that that his teammates have described about him and love about him is how competitive he is. So I have no idea. I have yeah, no people problem are, with yeah, anything people, and, that he said. And they're stretching it and making it sound like he's saying, that, oh, I, I'm not getting any run support when I didn't see anything like that. But you know how fans are. They like to they like to take things and run with it. But I, I agree with you. I like that passion. Like, hey, I'm, I'm here to win. I want to win. I'm, I'm, we're not playing well. Speak your mind. It's like you're mad at players that don't speak, and then you get mad when they do speak. I have no problem with him voicing that. And I, I feel like I, I would hope that he voices that in the clubhouse. I think you need to have some urgency at this point. Like Clayton Kershaw said the night before after the game, he doesn't believe in complacency. He believes that you have to start making strides to make changes now and not think that time is going to cure it. So both of their starting pitchers are the ones that are setting that tone. So hopefully that's being said inside that room as well. Yeah, I'm sure he's not the only one that feels that way. Clayton Kershaw, not the only one that feels that way. You know that everybody in that room probably feels that way, Dave. You would hope so. You would hope they weren't reading their press clippings and feeling themselves after a 13-2 and two start because ever since then it's gone downhill. Uh, a lot of times, you know, you, you may feel like you could just show up and win, but that's not the case in baseball or any sport. 
and it's not very easy to flip the switch. It doesn't happen in baseball as easily as it does in the NBA. Yeah, what what feels kind of rough, and we talked about this before, Dave, is that they're getting such good starting pitching that they're wasting some of these games on, on good starting pitching that they've gotten from their guys. And is that going to last? Are they going to – is starting pitching in July going to go into a slump too? Um, it, it's just like there's not one thing they, they can put their finger on. It'd be different if it was like, okay, it's one thing one night or one thing this whole time, but it's one thing one night. It's the defense one night. It's not hitting with runners in scoring position. It's not – but the one constant has been starting pitch has been pretty good. Yeah, and I don't see it going into a slump. Obviously, guys may not have their best command on certain days, but if they're able to stay healthy, that's the only concern. You keep your fingers crossed that these guys can stay healthy. And it's not about extra days rest. It's not about pitch count because look how careful the Dodgers were with Dustin May, and he ends up having Tommy John surgery. So um, you just cross your fingers that you're doing the best you can for them, and they're doing the best for themselves, and they stay healthy. You know, making a lot of mistakes on defense, Dave, uh, defensive mistakes are often mental mistakes. And uh, God, that, that has surprised me. The number of mistakes and Corey Seager's struggles have surprised me as well. Yeah, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't usually play this poorly at shortstop. He's not, he's not a gold glover there, but he's not as bad as he's been playing there. And you just wonder if he's taking his offense out to the field with him. So that's, uh, that's one thing that you have to worry about. And Will Smith had a costly uh, pass ball as well. And you need uh, defense up the middle, especially uh, in your infield. So hopefully that changes. And that's the only thing explanation I could come up with, Fred, as far as Corey Seager goes. Either it's uh, him taking his offense out to the field with him, either he's trying to play without getting hurt, or he's taking uh, his offense out there with him. And and you would hope there's nothing physically wrong with him because he's playing so careful. Yeah, and, and Dave, you know, I know it's early May and we're talking about the Dodgers where the expectations are so high and it's a long season. Are we are we overreacting right now or is this a legitimate, you think, issue that could be sustained throughout the whole season or the summer? Uh, well, I have seen it before with a lot of talented Dodger teams, but uh, you you would hope that would not happen. Um, I can't predict the future, Ronnie. All I could say is I've seen it happen before, and, and you would be really disappointed if that's the yep. course this team took. I think the one thing that the Dodgers can really feel, I guess, good about is that nobody else in the division has had an incredible hot streak where they're five or six games back. They're only, what, three games back in the loss column from the Giants, so they're going to play them uh, next weekend. So I guess that's the only thing. And they have enough they have enough talent to even overcome a five- or six- or seven-game deficit this early in the season. But I, I would say that's the biggest thing that they can hang their hat on is that as poorly as they have played over the last 20 games, even with as well the, as the Giants have played, nobody's really running away with the division. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year? that we'd be going, when Zach McKinstry gets back, things could turn around. He could provide some spark. I mean, here's a guy that had to fight his way under the roster, and now uh, I, I know personally I'm waiting for this guy to get back, and hopefully he can he can be that spark plug, Dave. Yeah, I'm not waiting for Zach McKinstry. I'm waiting for Cody Bellinger, Fred. But we That's don't know when he's spark. coming back. 
Yeah, well, I posted on my Twitter a photo of him running today, and I told you when he starts running, that means he's close to coming back. So you think he'll be back sooner rather than later now. What about McKinstry this weekend? No, no. Uh, he won't be back by until maybe the end of May. Really? It takes at least 30 days to have a right oblique strain heal. Oh, God. The worst thing about that is you do come back too early, and it's it's worse the second time around. That'll so be worse, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a grade one right now. It would become yeah. a grade two or three if he does try to come back too soon. All right. Well, Dave, thanks for coming Keep up, up today. Fred. Yeah. Yeah, Fred, Fred. Everything's not about Anthony Davis and the Lakers beating the Suns. No, I, I, believe me. Maybe, maybe I was wishful thinking because I want that guy back in the lineup. He was the only guy. Yeah, you're that, thinking to me, about the, McKinstry. I'm thinking about an MVP. That's okay. I'll take them both. They, they need more. They need more than one. You guy. know, Fred. You know, Fred kind of kind of falls in love with sometimes the flavor of the month there, Dave. Yeah, exactly. And when Cody comes back, he'll be all over the MVP again, asking Cody to come on for news at 11. <laughs> <laughs> that would be news at 11, Dave. All right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, you as guys. always for coming on. Dodger right. talk tonight at 7 o'clock. Thanks for plugging it, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even give me a chance to plug it. Dodger talk tonight at 7 o'clock. Rodney. Rodney Peace, an athlete. Rodney Peace, a father. Rodney Peace, an LA icon. Rodney Peace, and this guy. Red Rogan. <laughs> AM 570 LA Sports. Make sure you tune in to the Extra Innings Podcast, hosted by David Basset, available on the iHeartRadio app, and presented by Corona Extra. Corona Extra is celebrating the return of Major League Baseball with exclusive interviews and inside stuff around the boys in blue. Find the fine line. Please drink responsibly. All right, Ronnie, Kevin, great job. Appreciate it. And uh, Rodney, will get him tomorrow. Cases keep them guessing. Plea bargain ain't an option now, so I'm stressing. Cost me more to be free than a life in the bin. Making money over cuss words, writing again. Learn how to think ahead, so I fight with my pen. Late night down sunset, like in the scene. What's the worst they can do to a player? Got me lost in hell to live and die in LA on bail. My people say, to live and die in LA.